on this. Recording on this. Here. Okay. Um, let's see. So I'll like act like I'm gonna. Hello, this is uh, Matt Reddy, and I'm here with Doro Kylie, and uh, we're going to talk. I'm, I'll, I'll improve that introduction. All right, you ready? Ready. Okay, have you heard the latest alien disclosure news? Well, I have not. And first of all, thank you for inviting me to, to have this discussion is my favorite topic. So yeah, no, I haven't heard. Let's jump into that. What's up? Uh, well, I mean, do you want to introduce uh, yourself at all? Just say, a, a, like, uh, or do you just want to jump in? We could just jump straight in and people will Well, uh, just just for your listeners, okay, so I'm, I'm Doro Kiley, and my, uh, my website is Creation Coach. I'm a life coach. I've been coaching for over 20 years and uh, working with people who are envisioning a, a, a very wonderful future considering what we're going through right now with current events we're, we're trying to uplift that energy but um, yeah talking aliens is a big part of what might be happening so now i'm ready to jump in <laughs> okay uh well it's uh yeah and i'm matt ready and uh the co-host of my, another podcast called Beyond Humanity with uh, Margaret Ho and myself. And I've also had the podcast, The Mindful Activist. And that's enough about me. Okay. So it is so great. You have not heard this yet. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> it really is. Okay. So um, let's see. Uh, basically, this guy uh, who was... You know, when Congress Congress uh, created the first office to try to figure out if UFOs and UAPs were real, they put this guy, uh, I think his name is David Grush, uh, in charge of the research. Or I guess the Pentagon put him in charge, but he has come forward this week uh, on this station called News Nation. Um, it's not out on CNN and mainstream. It's only... But they, there, an article was published this week, and an interview with him uh, was published. And he's basically come out and said, the U.S. has for decades been hiding UFO craft and technology, alien aircraft and technology. He is, and this guy is a, he used to give the presidential briefing um, on a daily basis to the president. And this guy is a super trusted, highly credentialed insider. He says... He was assigned by the Pentagon and Congress to research this. He found the the program, the crash retrieval program, through uh, people telling him in interviews and you know documentation. He found the program, and then he, he was denied access to it, and the whole arrow or team was denied access to it. And so he has filed a whistleblower complaint, uh, and it says that basically these crashed alien technology, these craft ships uh, have been hidden for decades and it has not been told uh, to Congress or the president for decades. And he says it's been a decades long disinformation campaign against the American people and uh, other people. He, he didn't quite say this, the whistleblower didn't quite say this, but Ross Coulthart, uh, who interviewed him for seven hours and the, the parts of the interview are dripping out um, he has said, you know, this disinformation campaign that the U.S. has been doing is illegal. It's illegal by clear laws that are established about what the U.S. government can do. It is, 
quite a problem if they've been purposely misinforming uh, the American people and Congress and the president. And um, so this is just starting to crack through. It's like on YouTube. It's it's only uh, on the this News Nation channel and Fox News has started to cover it. They started to jump on and they but they're just dipping their toes into it. But it. Um, it is it is like serious, serious confirmation, basically, that Bob Lazar was telling the truth uh, back in the 80s when he said the U.S. is in possession of craft and uh, it's been hiding it. And so it's like people are just it, it, I'm just like watching these news channels, seeing these people try to process this and try to talk about it. it it's fascinating. There's a, there's people that believe it. And then there's all these skeptics and it's it's kind of hilarious watching them sort of process this information and try to reject it. They just try so, to reject it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you spell his name? David Grush or Krush? How did you, what's, it, what's that name? Just so I can do my own little research. Absolutely. David. Yeah. If you search for G R U S C H David. S C H. Okay. Yeah. Good. He's a whistleblower. You'll find uh, articles and, yeah, the, the big one is the debrief article. That's sort of like the one that just sort of like drops the hammer. I mean, and they also confirmed, they got other intelligence people have confirmed they agree with what Grush is saying. They've said, yes, we have exotic materials and we are not alone. I mean, they, they basically are, they are allowed, they're, they're saying we are not alone. They are not saying who's here. They're not saying what the agenda is or what the agreement, but they are, it is, um, and Congress is is going to call for hearings. They've already said they're the they're going to call for hearings to discuss this. And the Inspector General said that the whistleblower complaint he filed is like urgent and credible, and Ooh. has like referred it to Congress. It's like the the chips are rolling with this at the moment. So that's what I wanted to share with you. Uh, this is huge. Are they giving any indication? Is this just like? one species or two aliens i mean who, what and who do they have any anything to say about that so ross coltart interviewed grush for seven hours and they are dripping out pieces of the interview over this week the big the big one hour sharing of the interview is on sunday so they haven't even like released sunday we might find out fully what grush is saying but they have a they do have him saying that uh, uh, Coldheart asks him, are there bodies? Are there alien bodies? And he said, sometimes when these ships crash, there are bodies recovered. And that's mm -hmm. all we've gotten so far from, and he says he has not seen pictures of them. He all, he has not, he's, but he's talked to people who has seen these things directly. Um, so this, this is on Sunday, you say they're, they're going to have a, so can Monday. you post those in those links uh, in the in the comments below, if possible? Yeah, actually, you mean the links to the little video clips? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you go to my Twitter feed, uh, Meditation Matt, I've been posting links and quotes and stuff like crazy for the last 24 hours. So every time I get a decent and so uh, newscast or something, I post a link on my Twitter feed. But I will pay. I'll. Uh, Wait, do you want me to paste them right here now so you can look? No, no, that's fine. I'll I'll check it out later on. But um, so what's the name of your Twitter feed again? Meditation Matt. Meditation Matt. Okay. Yeah. I'll check that out too. Wow. So they're they're 
they're getting bodies, but um, okay. So that does that uh, give any information about what kind of species they are? I have not heard from Grush, uh, from his report. I have not heard yet him describe what types of aliens uh, this involves. So mm. that might be in the interview, but I, that piece has not come out yet. Mm. Wow. Where is this going to go? Yeah. Um, what is his, uh, I mean, for this disclosure to be happening now, is there is there kind of a, is this a forced disclosure or is there a reason why this is being disclosed at this point? Well, Grush says that, and Coltart says this too, um, he's, he thinks that he has forced the hand of the Pentagon to allow him to do this because uh, they actually gave him permission to speak because they because he he filed his uh complaint to them and said i want to say this publicly and gave them the opportunity to 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 and they, they did give him restrictions on what he could say they said he couldn't share any of the materials he had uh photos and and stuff like that but he could talk and so the pentagon is clearly allowing this to happen but he says he was going to go public whether they allowed him or not so they kind of had to allow him which is kind of similar to what happened with um, uh, the pilot Graves. He said he he went to testify to Congress, and at the last second, the military sort of called him in and said, "Okay, we want you to do this as our representative." And they said, "Put your uniform back on." And so that would they kind of like so it, it, it there seems to be a, a reluctant cooperation with the Pentagon and these disclosures. Well, it kind of brings up a question in my mind. Um, because I've heard for years now that there might be, and of course we're, you know, to slip into the conspiracy rabbit hole for a second, um, that there's this thing called the Project Blue Beam. Um, have you heard of that, Matt? Only a little bit, but please. Yeah, uh, I don't know much about it, but I'm just, if you, if, um, if your listeners look it up, it's Project Blue Beam, and uh, that is supposedly, it's a great little story from what I gather, um, that for decades now, the, the Pentagon has been planning a, an alien invasion and, and using the technologies that we have now to make it look like these massive holographic images in the in the sky um, can actually fabricate an alien invasion and the the purpose being is to basically terrify humanity into um working together as you know it's like earthlings against <laughs> martians or whatever uh, and this, this supposedly has been in the, in the works for, for a very long time, just developing the, the technologies to pull it off. So whenever I hear things about anything coming out of the Pentagon, I tend to look at it with curiosity rather than jump in and, and just uh, be afraid or, you know, take it as, as fact. Um, so... I just think it would be good for everybody to know that we are going to have a hard time deciphering what's real and what's not real. And I think that's in everything uh, from here on out, you know, with the deep fakes and the technology. Um, aliens, I certainly believe they're here. I think they've always been here. Um, 
and and they probably are coming back so it's going to be impossible to know if what's happening is really happening but i want to i want to hear more about this this interview i mean they must have covered in seven hours a tremendous amount of information um so yeah go ahead what what else is happening in that um interview? Let's see. well like i said we haven't gotten all the information from the seven hour interview yet we've just sort of gotten uh sort of an outline and apparently this guy was interviewed by congress in classified briefing for like 11 hours um and he's named names and given them materials of what the code names of the projects are and I mean, they're basically, they're given the impression that uh, Congress now it's in their hands and they pretty much are tasked with researching this to validate whether or not it's true or not. And it's so it, you know, so we might over the next few weeks start to have this story sort of ripped open, really revealing who and what parts of the government have been part of this cover-up because they're talking about it as a so there's there's that dimension one dimension is this there is a uh, cover-up a deception a disinformation campaign and there's going to be some people that um you know some people might even think have committed crimes that should be prosecuted so there's going to be a sort of a scandalous aspect of this as we move forward besides the whole what does it mean for humanity what is the relationship between aliens and humans? That is really the big question. Um, yeah, what and I, have, I have some theories about it. What's yeah, I was just going to ask you, what 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 are your theories? I mean, it seems like at this point, all we can do is speculate. Um, so, what what is your your theory? Well, my my first theory is that they're they're lying about this being. A crash retrieval program because that's the story he's giving that the and because um he's asked during the interview how many crafts has the uf us gotten from aliens gotten recovered and he says quite a number quite a number of craft and some are in fully intact and they're also leaking this weird thing about many of them were just just landed safely and were abandoned that's like that's, that's like so that's their story and i think what's we're going to find out my theory is that he said quite a number of craft bob lazar said they had like nine craft at area 51 back in the 80s so my theory is that it's not a craft a crash retrieval program it's a craft a gifting program it's a transaction between aliens and this group of humans they've been getting alien technology since I think Eisenhower, who apparently had a tr made a treaty with aliens about alien technology, and this would be the remnants of that. Maybe they pretend to have a crash retrieval program that for UFOs, because that covers up the fact they have a once in a while they have to go pick up, you know, alien craft as part of their, you know, regular maintenance of this treaty. Because you know, maybe the aliens just give us one alien craft a year or something, or ten a month. Who knows? Yeah. And we might find out as this goes on, you know, because he didn't answer that question. If he says we have over a thousand alien craft, then this crash retrieval story is going to start to sound ridiculous. Thousand alien, super advanced alien spacecraft don't crash on Earth no. enough to keep a, a military program open to watch for them. That does not make mm. sense. That is very interesting. 
can you tie this into um are are you familiar with the work of uh zachariah sitchin and what you know the um i guess graham hancock is is doing some investigating and these ancient megalithic structures of ancient past that we have no um, clear understanding of all we have are Sumerian tablets and Babylonian and ancient Egypt before Egypt it was uh, um, Kemet something like that and um, so there are stories even going from way back then about these uh, gods from heaven came down to earth and it's pretty clear that th these were not gods these were these were some some beings from other dimensions or planets so have you delved too much into or any into that and if so what how would you put all these pieces together yeah absolutely so i mean when i started to realize that this uh story of ufos and aliens was credible it made me reevaluate all of human history and for i mean the first question was how far back have UFO sightings and supposed stories of alien interactions happened. And you quickly find it didn't start at Roswell, although something started at sort of during that time in US history, but the sightings and interactions with aliens goes back to way past our history. And um, yeah, the Sumerian tablets. And um, there seems to be a very interesting, different story of human history that needs to be told and really studied. I mean, we just need to really remap out everything we've thought about history, just assuming there were unseen advanced aliens involved here, possibly pretending to be things they were not. They might've been pretending to be human. They might've been pretending to be gods, but they seem, there's a lot of evidence they were involved. I mean, just the fact, you know, the megalithic stone, carvings of Egypt, I mean, the we still cannot replicate the type of intricate carving of granite that they did back then. I mean, it was, we need like lasers and super advanced, uh, you know, computer guided drills to do what they uh, did back then. Um, I mean, I suppose you could do it with super nice, really nice steel and chisels and uh, cranes capable of picking up 900 ton stones but yeah i don't think so <laughs> i i don't think that they had that kind of um i think they had higher technologies than that that's my my personal view and there's a lot of uh who is it that's talking about this um it might be greg braden or someone talking about this this understanding that possibly what they were doing was elevating these uh, these huge structures with some sound technology that we've lost you hear that a lot that that yeah. it was done through sound so just curious yeah this is this is a huge subject now the the way i'm understanding it and this this is tied in with all kinds of um the emerald tablets and the mystery teachings and and all this it goes way back supposedly beginning 200,000 years ago when the gods came down to mine this planet for its resources gold and and what have you uh because they they required something for their planet i i don't know what their purpose was um 
so they came down and they worked this planet for for a long time and then they decided that they didn't like the the work and they were going to take a species here on this planet and create a worker and so then that's how they that's supposedly the story that comes out of the tablets that they actually created they took a um like a hominid that was here that was already evolving and intermingled uh, some of their dna in with our dna and created us as a hybrid a worker uh, for them to to mine the the planet for resources which we're still doing and um and that that there were two specific species well they were both Anunnaki, and the word Anunnaki actually is supposedly only means those who from heaven came down to earth. So it could have been different species. Um, but there was one called Enlil, and he was the one that was really wanting to mine the planet for the resources. And the other one was Anki, who was interested in the human project and wanted to create a human being that was capable of a much higher consciousness. And you can see where the Garden of Eden comes in here, where um, Enki or Enlil says, after he's created humans to keep them in this fertile crescent area in the Middle East and says to them, don't, don't pay any attention to that other person or that other being in the garden. Because that was Anki, he was he was going to manipulate them and set and created a new species that was capable of a much higher kind of a spiritual God awareness. Anyway, we uh, that's where that whole story came in, and you can make all of these parallels between the um, the old Bible, the uh, the Old Testament, and the Sumerian tablets. It's fascinating. Who, um, what's his name that does a lot of books on this um billy carson talks about all of this he's he's really fun to listen to uh so yeah i think they're here i think it goes way back we've only just begun to uh to really start to put this massive puzzle together so but my question is okay now what (laughs) so they're here now what what are we going to do what what do they want now yeah well it a picture is starting to emerge for me from watching how uh, particularly seeming well, just watching how this is unfolding and, and really the propaganda that sort of you would get on Fox News right at this moment is very weird. And so it's giving me a sense there's a there's like a super amount of nationalism on Fox News right now. It's like value the United States. We've fought so hard to form this country. You know, you should, we die, we had people die to sanctify, to under God, to form this country, to make us who we are. And it was like, excuse me, it felt like this weird uh, fear in there, like a genuine fear, like things could get so crazy that it could threaten literally their whole United States nationalism uh, control of people and the world. Um, I mean, it could, this could uh, destabilize economies. And there's, there's also a big thing on, on Fox about like saying that this is about our adversaries. Well, actually there's two threads, two weird threads that are coming up on 
Fox. There's one, some of the hosts and on News Nation and on, so ma mainly on News Nation. On the News Nation, they are like taking this very seriously and they're saying, this is not about the United States. This is about humanity. And it's weird to hear these newscasters say that, that they literally are saying the whistleblower is saying this is important for the future of humanity. If this is the case, that there's technology and people with technology this advanced, this could be weaponized to incredibly destructive power. It's not, it's for the future of humanity. We have to now think about this differently. And it, um, and this is one weird sort of thought uh, pathway that opened up for me yesterday about this is that if the aliens reveal themselves and they say, yes, we have this super advanced technology, but we have never been willing to fully give it to you because you guys make bombs as big as you can and blow up each other every day. So we are never going to give you technology until you achieve world peace, where you are not blowing up each other every day. And maybe if the aliens came out and said that, it would create this weird world peace movement. Uh, we'd be to try to literally eliminate all war zones on Earth, maybe. I don't know. And, and just to get the aliens to fully embrace us, like it would be kind of like a planet being in the Star Trek universe, being told there's a Federation. And if you guys stop being violent, you can participate in it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have a, a feeling that possibly, I mean, they've been here for, you know, hundreds of thousands of years. I, I don't think, I think because it's new to us, we're kind of freaked out about it and we're going to oh, got to protect ourselves. But no, I, I think actually they've been here for a very long time. If they wanted to kill us, they would have just wiped us out. And maybe they have wiped us out a few times and we keep coming back. Um, I don't think that, I, I just don't understand how anybody could be afraid of an invasion. I mean, they're already here. Um, and if there's some kind of a dramatic invasion happening, I'm going to be very suspicious that it's, that it's just a red flag fear event. Um, but what I do think is happening is I agree that they probably are giving us all this technology, and I think they have given us all of this internet connectivity because it's a way of looking into who we are now. So, so they have created a hybrid race, and every once in a while, every few generations or a couple thousand years or whatever, they they pick the best of the crops and they continue on with their their hybrid whatever experiment they're doing and so i think what's happening right now is we're being sorted we're being kind of sifted you know if if you have a, a if you're starting a garden from nothing you take shovels of dirt and you sift it through different size screens and you can get the big rocks out you get the sticks out, so you separate into piles, the, the big rocks, the smaller rocks, all the way down to fine sand. I think we're being categorized. We're, we're being sorted into subject piles, and I have no idea why or for what purpose, but um, I think we need to stay away from fear. I think fear is not helpful whatsoever. I think what we in my opinion, and, and I keep keep saying that this is my opinion, I, I don't want to um, mislead anybody. 
uh, I just feel that fear is going to be um, not good because in, in, the, in those higher states of consciousness, they are higher state of consciousness beings from my understanding. They, death does not concern them. They're beyond all that. They know how to work the, the more finer ethers of reality. Uh, and they're trying to sort out the more violent types and see who's capable of really achieving higher consciousness. That's my theory. Hmm. Okay. You've just given me a, a complete theoretical framework. Great. Okay. How about this? Well, what if it's the planet Nibiru, Nibiru, yeah. and it's, you know, and that would explain the cycle of say every 3000 years, if their planet was near us, then that would increase alien interaction every 3000 years. Maybe what their goal in the sorting is they literally are going to try to convince the humans that they really want to come to their planet, maybe even to like steal our best and brightest minds and, you know, best hearts, most creative. And then they, and they don't really care what happens to those that are left behind. And when the planet comes by, it causes massive uh, tidal forces and, you know, tidal waves that pretty much kills everyone that doesn't agree to go on their ships. So this would kind of fit with the, you know, the biblical story of Revelation saying eventually there's going to come a judgment day where you get either beamed up to the ship if you're good or not. And then, um, and everybody that they leave here is they're trying to only leave really the violent psychopaths here on earth every time they do this. And they've done this every 3000 years. And that's what basically has, it's kind of like earth is the Australia of the universe or like an Australia Petri dish where they like grow intelligent, you know, thoughtful beings, they take them off the planet and then they leave the, like the, the worst of the crop here to just sort of get wiped out. And that's sort of what the reptilians, if those are, you know, if the story of the reptilians is true, that they're reptilian aliens that have been here for hundreds of thousands of years before humans, maybe they are literally just what, you know, like the first, they're like the descendants of the first few crops of uh, beings that they, that they filter. They just keep leaving the, the worst toxic psycho uh, beings here and they keep then they, that's what this alien reptilian uh, um, group is somehow a descendants of and maybe just like Australia they actually maybe they're you know even though they were like the criminals that they didn't want maybe they've evolved to a beautiful culture in some ways I'm not making I don't want to first say I don't want to say I think reptilians are necessarily all evil it's I've heard some bad things but just any group of people any group of beings you know you know, you could live in a country that might have horrible laws and politics. It doesn't mean every member of that country agrees with the horrible laws and values that their government corporation proposes. So anyways, that's my. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree that um, the reptilians are and I'm a lot of this is just going on my own intuition and, and things I've read. Uh, I think there are good and bad reptilians. Um of course, we hear mostly from the bad ones, but I do think there are very good ones here. I haven't quite figured out how all this genetic mixing and matching, uh, you know, how this all works together. But the the reptilians, you know, you you see history um, 
symbologies in China and uh, in India. I mean, they're all over the world and in South America, these serpent gods um, who are claimed to have brought wisdom. And, and you see that in the, in the Eden story, the, the serpent, the, 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 the reptile that gives the knowledge. Uh, so it all ties together. And um, I think there are good ones and there are bad ones. And I think right now we're, we're in a situation, and it depends on how you define good and bad. I think once you get into a higher realm, the good and the bad, is harder to to define um that that non-judgmental mindset is is something that we struggle with uh in this level but um but yeah i I think they're manipulating everything i think they're probably geneticists and scientists and um yeah i don't know speculation but I, I don't think I don't think we really need to worry about it right now. I don't think they're harmful. I don't think they're here to, you know, sneak in and, and um, kidnap us. I could be wrong. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, that's well. That's a really, I, that's a really good point to go into because I think fear, like you said, is going to be an incredible temptation for people. Yeah. Just uh, become terrified, and I think one of the things I've found through all my research is was actually kind of spooky and weird once I really saw the pattern was that it does not seem that the aliens do violence ever on humans. It seems in the history of the alien disclosure movement that the tactic used against whistleblowers like Bob Lazar and uh, others has always been pressure uh, like psychological, emotional, verbal pressure, but violence seems, as far as I can tell, never, that never really happens. It seems forbidden to like touch a human. It seems, it seems to me that it's actually forbidden, almost like they're vampires. Like you, can, they can't even get into your house unless you invite them in, it seems. It's a, there's a weird thing about, I think there's like some rules or laws in the universe that the aliens, Perhaps they know that uh, we are being watched by, you know, technology that um, you can't really, maybe they can't really get away with the type of things humans get away with when we want to, you know, hurt people because, you know, you, the only reason humans ever, you know, hurt other humans in horrible ways is because they think they can get away with it. But if you knew you're actually being watched, everything's being recorded, you are going to be held accountable for evil, truly evil things you do, then you know, like a kid being watched by the teacher, you would totally change your behavior. And I, and I get the sense from the aliens, from the stories I read, and uh, the, the people that claim to have really communicated with these aliens, that that's kind of the case. Um, and there's, and people like Christopher Mellon, he's like a really high up intelligence person who's been pushing this disclosure movement for uh, you know, several years with Lou Elizondo. It, Christopher Mellon was interviewed a year ago or a few months ago at a conference. And they, he said at first when he started to go public, he was afraid for his safety. He was like, he was like, if anyone should be killed to stop disclosure, he's like, it should be me. It's like, he's like, I clearly, he knew he was, he was powerful enough and big enough to really make something happen. And, and I was like, I wish someone had asked him more closely, why did you stop being afraid? What happened that made you suddenly be like, 
you know what? I'm not afraid at all for my safety anymore from I could be killed for revealing the biggest secret in the history of humanity. Suddenly the fear went away. And I think it's because he found out sim something similar to what I'm saying that they can't touch you. Uh, it's, I think it's like illegal. <laughs> Anyways, that's my. Yeah. yeah. I, I that kind of makes sense. I, I think they're being careful not to disrupt um, the status quo, but, but I do want to, say that I, I i do think that there's a whole spectrum here i i think they that the evil ones or the evil people slash reptilian whatever i do believe that they're here and you know maybe underground or something and possibly pulling strings from some invisible place so i don't want to say they don't exist but i i would say that they're i i guess their um their aim is not is not to terrorize everybody probably a portion of the people to a degree maybe they feed off that energy um, but i think for the most part if people are living in their more compassionate heart they have no these these aliens have no interest in these darker aliens would have no interest in those those kinds of energies and that that's that that goes down some pretty dark rabbit holes but um i think it's all here and it's just like quantum theory everything is possible and it's where we put our attention and what kind of intention we have uh when we look at it so i don't i think we're okay <laughs> even if there's a a big dramatic hollywood show in the sky of uh, alien invasion I, I don't think we have anything to worry about on that front. See, I don't think it's going to be. I mean, I think it just makes sense. We're just building up to a moment. Yes, there's going to be aliens in the sky, because I think it, you'll have to put ships in the sky over cities to actually make all of Earth take it seriously. But then I think there'd have to be a goal for what you're and the story of them wanting to get some people to agree to go with them. Uh, or at least there, there could be some aliens that want people to go with them. And there could be aliens here on Earth that want people not to go. And so they'd say it's an invasion. So we might have this really weird time of not even knowing, understanding what is going on. Um, it'd be kind of like Afghanistan after the U.S. pulled out, you know, and it was like and people were trying to leave and Afghanistan, the Taliban was trying to force uh, people to stay in. And it was... Uh, but yeah, it could be it could be looking for a, an alien version of that. That could happen. Now that that brings up something else that came up for me this morning with with uh, one of my clients. She got an an astrological reading. You know, she gets one every year. And this um, this astrologer, she had been looking up in history, kind of going back. You know, all the stars have uh, cycling patterns that come around. So she was looking at the position of all the, the constellations, the zodiac signs, and seeing when in our history, in our history's past, has this configuration ever happened before? So she did the history. Yes, the configuration of, of um, astrological positioning right now has, is the same as it was in the 1450s. Now, of course, I had to run to Google and do my research. 
And it turns out that in 1450s, it was the last bit of the Roman Empire falling. It was Constantinople, which was the last part of the Roman Empire. And it and it it was it was under siege by uh, the Ottoman Empire, which which took down the last of the Roman Empire. Uh, and I thought, oh boy. And, but you know, and then for three years, everything was in chaos. And then out of all of that came the the great Renaissance, you know, all the great artworks and the philosophers and so we, we are at a position right now historically where that kind of energy can be repeated that that we may come uh under siege and i just don't believe it's going to come from outer space i think that humans are kind of stirring the pot here and um you know i think i think the united states is is under threat um but but not from aliens so interesting from what well for well there's all kinds of things going on there's the the um manipulation of the economy uh, global economy there's the this whole great reset concept that's uh being dictated through the who and the world economic forum and the united nations and so there's a there's a lot going on and um it's a bit precarious right now so you know we might as well throw a alien invasion in on top of all the rest of it because it's going to be chaotic um hmm. have uh and i can cut this part out if you don't want it released but have you ever uh seen an alien well, I, I have seen, I would say, yes, I've seen an alien. Now, I, I, um, it was, I was, a, I was little, I was about seven years old and I was in bed and um, I woke up and there was this thing standing in my doorway um, and it was not a person. It was, it was, uh, it, it looked like a, a praying mantis. <laughs> so it, it was it scared the bejesus out of me um how tall was it I, i'm gonna say it was about six foot you know uh, i don't know it was big enough to fit in the doorway might have been a little bit over six foot um and for my whole life i've pretty much tried to write that off as you know my a dream or something uh but i remember it very clearly and i remember how it scared me so yeah. I think that was an alien. I've also had, now, and, and also around that same time, I was having visions of something trying to always come through the ceiling to reach down and grab me. Um, that could have just been kids' nightmare stuff, but that was happening a lot to me at that point in my life. And uh, and I did have a dream and I, and I can't, I, it has to be a dream. I can't believe that it was not a dream. I was outside and, and, uh, and I was like in a foxhole or something, look peeking over and there was a, there was a alien spaceship there. Um, but I, I've convinced myself that that was a dream. <laughs> wait, wait, describe the alien spaceship moment again. 
Well, I was outside and I was looking over a mound of dirt. It almost felt like I was in a in a hole, like a foxhole or something, peeking over. And I saw a, um, an alien spacecraft right there. And I was, if I would guess, I would say I was probably uh, maybe not even a hundred feet away from it. So it wasn't it wasn't right on top of me, but I could see it very clearly. Can you describe what it looked like, basically? Well, it kind of looked like one of these um, typical flying saucer th saucers, you know. Um, Any lights? It was very metallic. It was a, a very kind of a soft brushed silver uh, with the way the light was, was on it. It, it looked soft. Um, and that's all I remember. And we're going back a lot of years there, Matt. <laughs> well, but those are really interesting experiences. And the, yeah. I mean, the, um, a sighting of a, of a praying mantis type alien, those, that is a story that you hear. There's four types of aliens that are seen in sightings in the history of ufology, but the, the mantis insectoid ones are the least of the top four that are, they're seen very rare. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's it. It's really it throws a wrench in my trying to understand the whole like what is going on is if there's four different types of aliens, what are their different agendas? What are their roles and why would they all be interacting with humans? I I tend to think that some aliens are here not not um, because of the humans. I think this planet is incredibly diverse and interesting. Uh, and, and I think any other species would be interested in the way this planet functions, you know, just checking out our, our, um, our, our guts, our, our bacteria, our, you know, what kind of things are in this world that, that are fascinating. You know, I think we're full of alien scientists all around us, but not necessarily for the humans. Yeah, well, it's starting to open the door to some other crazy theory threads that I'm sure we're going to go down. Yeah. Um, like what is the relationship? I mean, if, if aliens have been or created humans, is it possible that different alien factions have favored different genetic pools of humans? Like mm. they consider certain different humans, their breeding stock. And maybe that's, that that's been a factor throughout history. Um, I mean, it's a disturbing thought that there might be different, like uh, it would different gene uh, genetic lines that are favored, but that's through history. That's what happened with the Royals. You know, they were very trying to keep these genetic lines and there's certainly a lot of history of people and groups trying to defend their race and genetic lines. Maybe that's yeah. a, a reflection or it has a relationship to an some alien agenda about genetic lines. Yeah, I, I agree that I think there is a genetic line that they want to keep as pure as possible. But I think possibly also they created several versions of what they are aiming for and seeing which ones are going to make the grade, if you know what I mean. Um, so if they created a whole bunch of races, uh, and then they go away for 3,000, 4,000 years and come back. They want to see which ones of these races 
are now capable of of taking the next step towards higher consciousness that's that's kind of the way i'm looking at it yeah interesting and when i say three thousand they go away for three thousand six hundred years i get that from from the sumerian tablets that's that's the work of zachariah sitchin and he's talking about nibiru which has this cycle that goes outside our solar system and then cycles back around in towards our our solar system every 3,600 years. And that's when they interact with us, when they get closer. Yeah, I mean, even if they have anti-gravity, if their planet was much, much closer, it might just mean they that could be a great time for them to transfer a lot of gold from our planet to theirs. So it might be right. we're like, we're, it's like we're entering the really big uh, transactional phase. They'll be bringing humans and resources from our planet to theirs. And yeah. Uh, and that that's that's right along with the the emerald tablets too that that says basically that that's exactly what they well thoth um was talking about you know getting in his aircraft and going above the earth and then just as they're leaving just to see the earth being demolished because from the floods um anyway yeah It, it will be interesting as these pieces come together well, cool. Well, uh, maybe we wrap up about there. I really appreciate uh, you joining me for this conversation and agreeing to let us like re- uh, share a conversation about this with the world. Yeah. Oh, real fun. This has been great, Matt. I really appreciate you having me on. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. I'm- bye. Show it. You read.